This is exactly right. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I'm the host of the podcast. You are the listener. We work as a team. I think we're going to do a wonderful job today. I, you know, I got a special lunch for myself and had half of it and saved the other half for dinner. So I'm looking forward to half a dinner, which will, who knows what's going to happen. I'll probably have to scrounge something up to supplement it. I can't worry about that right now. We need to get into the podcast. We're here. We need to get into the podcast because I'm thrilled about my guest, a very, very funny person. And I think everyone is going to have a nice time. Kara Clank, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Hi, Bridger. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here. What's going on in your life, Kara? What's going on in my life? Um, not too much. I'm working on a game show. <laughs> a game show? Well, I mean, it's actually kind of it's it's the show Wipeout. Oh, right. Do you remember Wipeout? It's yes. coming back and um it's coming back and a friend of mine is hosting it and kind of brought me in as one of her writer producer people. So I'm doing that from home right now. That's great. Yeah, no, that's been, um, you know, fun. It's weird, like, because they want it to be edgy and funny, but it's also a family show. Right, it's on at like 7 o'clock on ABC or something. you have to write these jokes that are like a five-year-old wouldn't get, but a parent would be like, I get that, you know? (laughs) A lot of double entendres. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It went away because of COVID or did it go away at some point? No, it went away for, I think, a few years. (laughs) And then. It went away. Yeah. Wait, was off for a couple of ye- a few years. And now it, this is like the comeback, I guess. All right. And who's hosting now? It's um, going to be Nicole Byer and John Cena. Oh, that's great. What a combo. Yeah. Yeah. They're really funny together. 
Now, I guess that's a pretty COVID-friendly environment. You're just, it's one person kind of scampering around a <laughs> playground or what have you. Yeah, well, there's, it's actually teams this time. Oh, you're kidding. Who made that call? <laughs> it's teams of 30. <laughs> it's so many people, Bridger. It's so many people. What is happening? I was on set in December and was like, this is a lot of people. <laughs> but, um, you know, we got tested every day and it was. Right. Well, the show takes place on a testing site. Yeah, (laughs) it takes place at a lab. So, you know, (laughs) Um, but, you know, I I feel like they were taking a lot of precautions, as many precautions as, let's say, a franchise of the Real Housewives, probably more. (laughs) Um, Where do they shoot this thing? Is it out in the valley or what? Yeah, well, we shot it out in um, almost Santa Clarita area. Oh, okay. So like an hour. I mean, I, I don't want to turn this into just the wipeout hour, but I, just, for whatever reason, genuinely curious, but probably because it just looks like a fun th- thing to be a contestant on. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it does. But then like the like the last round they do at night and it was really cold in oh, December no. I, and you're wet. Like, oh, it doesn't seem like my kind of thing. But it's funny because when you watch people go through the course so many times, like like when you're working on the show, you're like, no, don't do that. What are you, stupid? Grab there. <laughs> like, you act like you know you would be able to easily do it if you got up there because you've now watched 12 people go through <laughs> right. it. But maybe I'm just an asshole. <laughs> so you're out there in Santa Clarita, and they do they build <laughs> these big... Do it's they, it's enormous. It, it's a massive obstacle course. Like, it, how big it, is it? Is it like a skyscraper? I'm trying to picture the... Football, like, over, like, the size of a football field and a half, probably more. Wow. Like, maybe two football fields. It's huge. And, well, the thing is, eat, there's three pieces of it. So each course is like a football field or more. Okay, like, it's sure. really big. And, um, yeah, when I got there, I was like, damn. And, you know, the signature thing of the show is the balls, the red balls. There's like these right. big balls. Uh, yeah, right. So it's the, I only know about the show because the kid I used to babysit for was obsessed with it. <laughs> like back in 2000 and, you know, 12 or whatever. Right. Did they let you test any of the obstacle course? No. I, see, I this is... Because- <laughs> That would be my problem. No, I know. I think because definitely because of COVID, no one was allowed to just go give it a whirl, you know, (laughs) (laughs) give her a little taste. (laughs) Oh, wow. What a what a thing. So you're done with the game show now or? Well, I'm not going to be on set now. I'm just kind of writing to um, some commentary and blah, blah, blah. Oh, right. Because they do after they've shot it all. Mm, Not to ruin the TV magic for anyone. (laughs) But yes, they are not there the entire time observing the the course and making off the cuff remarks. (laughs) (laughs) It's like one degree away from my ignorance about this whole production you could almost (laughs) trick me into thinking that's how it worked so what else are you doing to fill your days well i have a child so that requires some time um (laughs) how old's your kid my kid is uh about to be 22 months so almost two (laughs) that felt like you were gonna end at 22 years old i I have a 22 year old child how does the math work here (laughs) I have a 22 year old child. I, I, yeah, no, I, she's, she might as well be, honestly. She's so opinionated and can just be a real, a real B word, if you know what I mean. And so she might as well be a moody 22 year old, but no, she's wonderful. She is in daycare most of the day. So I'm, I'm able to work, right. but then when she comes home, I have to, 
feed her and be with her. And, you know, so that's kind of what's taking up a lot of my days, my core days. <laughs> um, are you feeling we're very deep in it at this point? And there was a point when I felt kind of normal. And then I feel like we went over a little bump and I'm just back into this, you know, nonstop worry spiral. How are yeah. you doing mentally? You know, I feel in some ways I have adjusted to it. I remember at the beginning, I used to wake up every single day and remember again. And right. it would hit me like almost like when someone dies, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're in a pandemic, you know, like and it was hit. And now it's like it doesn't even that that moment doesn't happen in the morning anymore because it just feels like it's so ingrained in our lives. I mean, the the laws are driving me insane. The opening, the closing, the who gets a vaccine, the who doesn't get a vaccine. It's really driving me nuts. Nothing really affects me. I never really change what I'm doing. I'm still not going out. I'm still, you know, like just in my home. Were you much of a person that got out before or are you a homebody? Oh, I am an out body. I okay. love to be out. Like I am. I cannot wait to go to a party when this is over. Like, I just, I love socializing. I'm a real extrovert. I really love, not that I don't enjoy home time. I really do. I love, you know what? I love when someone cancels on me and I can just sit on my ass oh, watching something I wanted to watch. I love that. <laughs> but I also like love a birthday party, love a big party where we, you and I met at a party. Was it the, uh, I think it was Karen's home, home, uh, housewarming party. Right. And you were, you were DJing, I think, from your phone. Oh, my God. I was so You were, like, stressed. hooked up to the Bluetooth, and it, it seemed it was stressful for you, as it would be for anyone. I think DJing, being the DJ for a party is very stressful. Oh, yeah, and then you realize that no one really cares. if Unless the music is obnoxious, right. no one cares. Right, just, right, you right. just need some sort of ambient noise in and the background. And it was pretty ambient. It was pretty quiet. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but I, I want you to take that back. It was a... Perfectly curated no. playlist. How do you think I know that you were the DJ? Of course, <laughs> I asked. I knew. I was like, "Who's playing the music?" It was great. Uh, the The real stress came for me when uh, my boyfriend started. He, I, we were using my phone, and he was trying to call me, and then yeah. and he was out of state, and it became a real panic, and we had to switch <laughs> the phone. I don't recommend uh, DJing a party to anyone. Yeah, it's just a stressful thing. But yeah, that was uh, that must have been 2019, baby. Yeah, yeah. 2019. Yes, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was. Because I remember I was working at Drag Race and I had a babysitter watching my child so that I could come after work to that party. Oh, perfect. Perfect. What do you remember the last big event you had before the shutdown? Yes, because my husband had a big birthday in Jan late January of okay. last year. And so we had a big party here at our house and I got a taco truck and we did a big oh, thing. Oh, you kidding. It was really fun. We had also just moved into our house in October. So it was a little bit of like a housewarming slash, right. you know, um, birthday party for him. So that was fun. And I'm glad I got to see a lot of people I loved right before I never saw any of them again. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any sort of socially distant hangouts or anything like this? Yeah, I've done some sitting outside six, six to ten feet apart, right. watching something on a projector, masked, you know. We've done some of that. I feel like that's waning a little bit with the cold weather and just the numbers being so bad in L.A. But I did do something a few days ago for a friend's birthday that was outside watching something on a projector and being very far apart. What did you watch? The Real Housewives. Oh, of? 
we watched Atlanta that night. Uh, okay, but I okay. watch many of them. <laughs> the only the only one I can uh, speak to is Salt Lake City. So oh, I, well, uh, I'm, well, I'm also watching that. That was actually we were deciding whether to watch Atlanta or Salt Lake, but most of us were caught up on Salt Lake. So we wanted to watch. Oh uh, right, I think everybody's caught up on Salt Lake. At this I love point. that you're um, watching it. How are how are you feeling about it? Well, look, I um I tried multiple times with the housewives over the years because people love it. Could not get into it. And then uh, Salt Lake was kind of my last ditch effort. I'm from Utah, so it was like, oh, here if, we go. If this is ever going to work, this will be the one. Are you from that area, Salt Lake? Um, I mean, there none of those women live in Salt Lake. <laughs> that's true. That's they're, true. I think they all live in Park City or something. One right? lives in Park City. One lives in a, a place called Draper. One lives in a uh, place called South Jordan. So they're like all suburbs of Salt Lake City, and then Park Got City. It. They make it look gorgeous on the show, don't they? Does it make you miss home? Most of the time. Not the women. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, the women well, are that beautiful. Goes some of the women are beautiful, but I mean, some of them have extremely bad plastic surgery. But like, I mean, and I, and I don't even mean the houses. I mean, like all the B shot, all the B oh, footage, the, the B roll, oh, the mountains. Gorgeous. And yes. like, they're sort of like, they've gone with the sort of Mormon tabernacle choir, um, right. uh, like soundtrack where, you know, it'll be like, ha, ha, ha. And then yes. it'll go into one of their houses. I kind of love that. I think it's I like incredible. the way they're shooting it it's also it's also crazy because they shot it right before covid so they're all like living free and going right. to meet at restaurants and hugging it was probably and... shot up until like february or something because because they go to sundance in it right which is in january yeah in january so yeah it's a funny show to watch because frequently like they'll be at what is supposed to be on some level a fancy event or whatever and you're like oh no that's in a terrible part of town or <laughs> this is a dump that they're an I actual love that. dump so it's exciting to watch. And, you know, every one of these gals has a different fun personality. Uh, I've been to this, uh, you know, I know the exact strip mall that the uh, Heather's laser face. <laughs> yes. What is that? Beauty bar? Yes, it's, her beauty lab. <laughs> right. I mean, I know where all of these things are. So it's a yeah, it's very fun. And uh, I'm forever hooked on this show now. I, yeah. I can't get enough of it. It's the only television show that i'm like watching regularly at this do you point. have any inside scoop on mary's cult that she's the head of um i don't have that much of a scoop i mean t just uh today i was reading an article about her being mad that um some of the members of the cult had not given her enough uh, money for her birthday yes she called them poor and said that they <laughs> yes. didn't love her enough they only gave her 14 birthday cards Meanwhile, you're one of these people that's like giving money that you probably barely have to her congregation and they're showing that she owns 12 homes, yes. has a full apartment for her clothes, has all designer, gives her friends like Louis Vuitton iPods or whatever, or like, I'm sorry, what are they called? AirPods. Uh, earbuds or like whatever. For, for just like a lunch. Like I would, I, it's like she's asking the IRS to knock down her door. It truly oh, is. It absolutely is. She, <laughs> her entire life is so bizarre. And I was also reading today that she wasn't originally meant to be one of the core cast she was supposed to be friend of and i think they realized that they had struck gold so they put her in right. but that's why it's like i almost wish that 
that they had made that a little bit more public because everyone's like, why is she not going on the trips? Why is she not going snowmobiling? <laughs> yes. Why? Like, she needs to be with them. And I think it's because, yeah, she was supposed to just be a friend of. Right. She, the rest of the time when she's off camera, I just assume she's following the house cleaner around the house. Just bothering her cousin, that person. Her cousin. Yeah, that she, her cousin, that she goes, right. she's my cousin and she's worked for me for 25 years, but I don't know her life. <laughs> <laughs> It's very odd. It's evil. Incredible group of gals, and I can't say enough about them. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of birthdays and receiving things, mm. um, I, you know, there's something I would like to speak to you about. Uh, this podcast, of course, you know, I know, the listener knows, the podcast community in general knows this is called I Said No Gifts. Now, a few weeks ago, Kara... You agreed to come on the podcast, and I mm -hmm. was very happy. thought Kara's a big, fun personality. We're going to have a pleasant time, and then we'll be able to move on with our lives. Now, this morning, I was... Well, it was 11 a.m. For some reason, I was still in my pajamas, and usually, I'm, I have to say, even in COVID, I'm fully dressed by 10 a.m. Uh, there's a ring at the doorbell. I think, what could possibly be happening? I go to the door, and I look down, and there's this enormous, beautifully wrapped box. And then I look down down the porch, I see you... I, well, I, I can't even say you. you a woman with a mask. <laughs> uh, who, which I quickly identified was you, Kara Clank. That was actually my cousin who works for me as my maid, but I, I don't know her anything about her personally. <laughs> well, then maybe that, uh, I mean, that may clear things up. That may muddy the waters further because I have to ask, Kara, is, uh, is this a gift for me? It is a gift for you, Bridget. I apologize for going against the um, cardinal rule of the pod, but I just... Um, I saw something that I just felt was you and I had to pay. I had to snap it up and and I had to give it to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> OK, uh, well, I mean, while we're here, should I open the gift? I feel like we might as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, <laughs> neither of us has anything else going on in our lives. Now, I have to say I've done probably I don't know. You're probably the 45th guest on this podcast or so. No one has ever wrapped a gift this beautifully on this podcast. <laughs> well, I confess, I, I was a professional gift wrapper as a teen. You're kidding. Yes, I worked at a I worked at a very fancy boutique wrapping very expensive gifts as a teen. Now, did you know how to wrap gifts prior to getting the job? I sort of knew how to just do a basic gift wrap, but this place sort of taught me how to do like make a big bow out of out of ribbon at like which you can you've seen you've seen that I right. included one that's a that's a handmade bow um, and uh, how to wrap like in their style. So that's sort of how wow. I, I, I learned a little bit on the job. How does that job interview go? Do they ask you to wrap a gift? I think it's because I'm 14 that they're like, are you normal? Like, do you, are you going to be here on time? <laughs> you know, like, I think they just kind of check you out. You had to dress up even though you were in a basement. I was in a basement <laughs> wrapping gifts, but you had to dress up every day in like a cute outfit just in case you had to ever run gifts upstairs. It's like a what? very fancy shop in my town. Now, what sort of things were you wrapping? Well, so this this is this fancy shop that's kind of just like it's literally just like gifts like it's 
it's wedding gifts, it's home stuff. It's like beautiful tchotchkes in a way, like herring is like the name of this one um, kind or like Waterford crystal or they right. had like, I would work there at the holidays. So there were these carolers. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but there's this like specific set of carolers and I forget what the brand is, but you can buy like, if you are crazy about it, you can get like a full village of these carolers and they, they're, they're wooden carved and they're in these like full outfits. They have muffs around their hands and everything. So I would wrap a lot of carolers, but I would also wrap like expensive dishes in China and, you know, gifts. And wow. They sold baby clothes and women's clothes as well. So, I'd, so clothes were the easy part because you can't break anything. But right. Did you ever break anything? <laughs> probably. I probably broke like one or two things, but they would usually, usually, as long as they had another one in stock, they wouldn't get too mad at us. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Did you have coworkers? Oh, yeah. I had coworkers that I still talk to to this day. No way. Yeah. That's I love. We had we just had so much fun. Like it was Christmas. We would like listen. All we had was a radio down there that got like two channels and we would just listen to Christmas music and have a laugh and... You know, that sounds lovely. Gifts. <laughs> I mean, I until you described it just now, I was picturing literally like a like a dank basement with no, like no. It's a little. It was water. it was like a well lit carpeted basement. I should explain it that way. Like the offices were down there. You know, I wasn't. It wasn't like dank. Okay. <laughs> it's not a sewer. Wow. Okay. Well, that explains everything. I mean, I'm such a horrible gift wrapper. Is how do you learn to wrap a gift? Can you, I'm truly looking to learn the skill now that I have this podcast. I'm like, this is something I should probably have some base knowledge of. Well, I mean, after you measure out the size of the box to the paper, I just think it's, what about does getting... that mean though? Measure out the size, of, like how much paper do I need for one box? I always have too much or too little. Okay. Well, for example, like here's one of my husband's nerd books. Okay. So this is small. <laughs> So I could take this with a roll of paper and I could put this down. And if I leave a couple inches on either side, I can just cut across because I know that will wrap and make its way all the way around. But for example, what I gave you is in a larger box. So I just kind of I just kind of wrapped the whole rim of paper around just to say, okay, this will cover it. And then I cut. Okay. And then once you once you marry the two edges of the paper, I just think it's all about keep getting it tight, like a tight seal. You know, and then taping it down and then making all your corners tight when you do that part. And that's what makes it not look sloppy. I think when people are just kind of trying to fold and just get it folded up and sort of get it wrapped quickly, it's that's when it looks sloppy. Right. And (laughs) but even when I'm not doing it quickly, I just feel like I end up with like I'm literally like crumpling the edges together. It's just literal like there's a lump. I I wonder if it's just a natural skill it's that I do not It's kind of a geometry possess. thing. I think if I, post-COVID, I'm going to come over. I'm going to give you a little tutoring session because I think it's just a geometry thing. And, like, once you sort of visualize it and see it the first time or, sec- like, the first time you do it, you'll you'll know from then on. See, this is, that's the one thing I worry about. I think I, I mean, I know my uh, spatial skills are, like, uh, below an infant. <laughs> so it's like... I wonder if that part of my brain just never developed and I just won't be able to wrap a gift. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, can you fold your clothes? Do you fold your clothes? I don't really, I hang them up. My husband can't fold clothes. I mean, he literally, I show him, I go, look <laughs> at this. You flip the sleeves back, you put it down and he goes, what, what? Like he can't do it. <laughs> so maybe it is a, maybe it is a genetic thing. Maybe it's a man thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like there's, there are probably 
plenty of men out there that can wrap a gift. Uh, yeah, there probably are. <laughs> you know, I think one of my brothers can wrap gifts. Yeah. I don't know. All that aside, let's quit dancing around this. I need to open this gift. It's enormous. <laughs> I picked it up from my porch and I truly thought, is this what being at a wedding is? It felt like I was getting married because it's this beautiful pastel. It's this giant white uh, bow. I mean, I have to confess that's my wrapping paper. That's my wrapping paper for children's gifts, but it is all like new baby gifts because it is sort of pastel and like right. It's like spring wedding or baby something like this. The bow is looks like a firework. I mean, it's just. Everyone, you, you have to c- come to you're the Instagram and see You're not going to be able to like untie thing. it. I think you're going to have oh, to you're cut kidding. it. Uh, yeah, you're oh, going to have no. to cut it. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> I don't have a scissor. <laughs> um. Okay, well, I'm going to try. <laughs> or you could probably just do we do that? Like yeah. the real wrenching yeah, yeah, where yeah. like your fingers kind of get you feel the blood yeah. circulation stop in your fingers for a minute. Yeah. And that way you can kind of save the bow. Like my mom likes to save bows at Christmas <laughs> yes. time. Like a I could put this on my dog. <laughs> Let's see here. We're doing the squeeze. I'm squeezing. And this is this could take a thumb off. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I probably should have told you that it needed to evolve a scissor because the bow, the bow, I made it on top so it doesn't like unravel. Like It's beautiful and it's a challenge. It's a little bit of everything. I wanted I you to get a workout. Got... I really did. I was like, I want him. He's been trapped inside. I want him to work his upper arms. <laughs> OK, I've gotten part. Oh, my fingers have been injured in this process. But oh, look my at God. That. I'm beautiful. so sorry. That is wonderful. OK, now we're getting into the thing. I'm going to unwrap it. <laughs> We'd love to do the crinkle. This is enormous. Oh, and now you have done an incredible job of securing this. <laughs> now we've got the tape element. I mean, some people throw the gift in a shopping bag, you know? It's like. <laughs> it's, well, it's just scotch. Hopefully you can break yeah, through. Yeah, I've, there we go. Use most of my strength on the ribbon, but we're going to get through <laughs> this tape. Okay, now we've gotten into the tissue element. Might as well bring that out by the microphone. <laughs> Want everyone to have the sensory experience. Of course. Of co- okay, okay, so is there a box it. in there? There's a box. <gasps> okay, okay. Now it says Vermont lanyards on it. Mm-hmm. Some beautiful little trees on it. I'm going to open this up. This is, I've opened, now this is the second, I mean, this is just so secure. We're opening <laughs> the box. We're opening, we're opening, we're opening. We've got some little things here. And now, what is this? So, our mutual friend Lizzie Cooperman, I was speaking oh, to her. God bless. And she told me that you love eyewear. I, I do love eyewear. So, the, those are um, fancy croquis for your glasses. Oh, so you're that's kidding. a lanyard for your glasses. Oh, this is incredible. <laughs> it's like a, I've only ever seen a croquis in a neon color. Exactly. And so I was like, I'm not going to go and get the, the like the cheesy croquis. He'll never use it. I'm going to get a classy Vermont leather handmade from Etsy this croquis. This is beautiful. <laughs> For Wait. Your, but then I got on this podcast with you and you're not wearing any glasses. And I was like, did, did Lizzie steer me wrong? Is this wrong? Is he not, did he get LASIK since now and the time that she told me about this? I felt COVID was the time to get LASIK. <laughs> if I'm going to have my eyeball flipped open, I think a pandemic is the time. 
Um, no, I do. Uh, I wear glasses on and off. I wear contacts on and off. I mean, I am considering getting LASIK, uh, but as this am is, I. Yeah, this is just delayed LASIK by at least a year. <laughs> I've now got this gorgeous leather croquis. Uh this is perfect. And I also have sun. I would love to put these on sunglasses. Have you ever used a croaky before? No, because I'll tell you something. I only got glasses like five years ago. Whoa. I had bad, not so great vision in college. And I was like, I'm never wearing glasses. And I got contacts, but I have astigmatism. So they were constantly popping out. Uh, and I was like, I'm not going to do contacts. Like, they're just not for me. So then my mom let me get a pair of glasses. They were so expensive. Because, you know, now we have Warby Parker that are cheap. The glasses all back then were like $300. I threw them away on my on my lunch tray or something at college. Oh no. I was too scared to tell my mom. So I just kind of went blind for the next 10 years. You're and it kidding. wasn't until I was in my early 30s that I was like, oh, I can't. My husband really, when we met, was like, you cannot see far away. And I was like, no, I mean, I can if I walk a little closer to the thing. So <laughs> what so you're I, describing is bad vision. Yeah, exactly. So I started getting glasses. And, and it's so funny because he was with me the first time I put them on, like my prescription glasses. And I looked at the trees and the leaves on the trees are just so more well-defined when you're wearing right. glasses. And I was like, the trees. And he was laughing his <laughs> ass off at me. He's like, look at you. Like, you've just been avoiding seeing clearly for so long. So anyway, my journey with glasses has been shorter. And therefore, I have not actually dipped a toe into Crokeyville. But I, <laughs> I would really love to try. The, I want you be the test subject and tell me how it goes. I wish I had my glasses with me right now. I would throw these on of course i'll have to you know take a picture or something i mean i for the time being i could put this on as a style like a you know sensible leather uh chain <laughs> well yeah and i got i ordered it from vermont because i love vermont i was looking online for you know non-cheesy croquis um, right not and, an easy task yeah i mean i think the the key is to avoid the word croquis um <laughs> and just i was like what else do you call glasses holders and then somehow lanyard came up so i found these and i love vermont so much and i love all these i love all these artisans in vermont who do like very leathery vermonty stuff and so i was like maybe bridger will be into this aesthetic and it's very not <laughs> la but i just thought no not at you all know, it's very, uh, very stylish. I truly could have never imagined a croquis being stylish. So this is <laughs> whoever is working on this is an incredible magician. How bad is your vision? Like, what's your prescription? It's not so bad. I, I don't know what my prescription is. Honestly, it's like on a piece of paper in my filing cabinet. But I can see without my glasses on. Like, my uh, sister okay. wakes up in the morning and is blind, like because she's worn contacts for so long. I can see when I wake up in the morning, but. It's it's not comfortable to watch television or whatever without them on. And I wear them all day. Like, I, I wear them all the time. But I don't think you'd put my glasses on and go, oh, my God, I have a headache. You know what I mean? They're not right, the, right. the kind that. Yeah, my vision has gotten fairly bad over the years. I've, I think I've been wearing some contacts or glasses since ninth grade. So and, uh, it, you know, your vision just continues to deteriorate. I think it's finally plateaued. Have you read about the um, like the tech bros and the CEOs of like Reddit and stuff who have all gotten they all got like I forgot what it was like they got LASIK all specifically like after Trump was nominated in case there was like an apocalypse after Trump was elected. What? Me, in case there was an apocalypse because they were like in the apocalypse like in the apocalypse when the world ends you won't be able to get glasses or contacts. So we got to get LASIK now. And I was like, oh, my God, that's a big I heard big something move. like this on NPR. And I was like, this isn't what I really need to be hearing right now. 
<laughs> but uh, you you are thinking about getting LASIK. I've, I've definitely thought about it. Yeah. I mean, my husband says not to because he's like, glasses are so a part of your look now. But I agree with like not loving to feel feeling like beholden to having to have something like right to have that be an option would be nice yeah and people have just talked so highly of lasik they're like it's easy right i mean it seemed to me on paper seems like the most horrifying surgery oh disgusting and they're like you could go blind just fyi right there's (laughs) always always like the tiny chance that they just fully burn your eye out or whatever (laughs) which uh does not uh it feels a little uncomfortable, but I, I probably will have to give it a shot at some point. I don't know. Speaking of Reddit, have you been following this whole stock exchange thing? I don't really understand what I'm reading. What happened? A guy on I Reddit told everybody to buy like penny stocks in GameStop and it made GameStop do well. And then the, sh- the short traders were mad because they hedged against it. I That's like what I think is happening, but I don't really know. Yeah, the whole thing terrifies me. I mean, I... <laughs> I'm, I don't like to gamble any of that, and it just makes me extremely nervous. The stock market makes me so nervous. No one has ever been ex- able to explain to me like how you make money that's not money from nothing. Like right. I'm like it's I don't understand. You can't make money from nothing. Where's the money coming from? And uh, no one has ever really been able to explain it to me. And but I do love gambling. That's the twist. Oh, you're kidding. What type of gambling? Oh, I love roulette. Oh, like the purest gambling. The most, the biggest gamble. There is truly no skill involved. There is no <laughs> skill. You can't count cards. You can't do anything. Like it's just, it's just a full, I just, I really love gambling. I love going to Vegas and gambling. I mean, I, I literally gamble $200 away the whole night. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and sometimes I, I leave with more money. Have you ever won big? I've won maybe a couple hundred dollars, you know, like more than oh, I came okay. with, which is like to me feels like a huge win. I'm like buzzing all day from something like that, you know, <laughs> but I, I don't I want anyone to think that I'm like out there gambling my wedding ring and like the deed to my house or anything like that. I'm not <laughs> I'm not quite there, but I I do get very into it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I cannot get into any element of like if my money if the money is not going to a physical thing, I'm panicking. <laughs> I have to have some return. I've, it's got, whether it's a sandwich or a T-shirt or something, if it's going to just vanish into a casino, it makes me very nervous. But the Reddit people, these men on Reddit just keep figuring things out. I don't understand. I well, maybe the women. Uh, let's also maybe there's yeah. some, you know, but uh, the world of Reddit continues to mystify me. Yeah. I don't know what that community is, uh, but these people keep coming together to do these bizarre things. I just read the word meme or like GameStop and I'm like, I'm I, I, I don't know. I have no I don't understand what's going on. And like they're saying <laughs> I just hear to me, if it's unnerving the stockbrokers, I like it, though. You know, oh, of course, like I yes. kind of like when people are like, it should be illegal for you to trade if you don't know how to trade. It's like, shut the hell up. Like we've been listening for years to a crackpot president tell us how the important the stock market is. It doesn't mean anything to me. It probably doesn't mean anything to you. We don't have stocks, you know? So uh, like to me, it's like if the little guy or the dumb guy can get in there and screw over these rich idiots that are fucking with everyone's money all the time. Great. Go for it. (laughs) Right. I woke up this morning and uh, Jim, Jim, my boyfriend said, did you read anything about that GameStop stock thing? I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I, it clicked. I was like, oh, no, what did you do? He had, he had put a thousand dollars in, not much, but it was just one of these things. I was like, what is <laughs> what are you doing? 
But he made like $700. Oh, I mean, wow. I could never do that in a million years. If I put in $10, I would be looking at my phone the rest of the day, the day trying to make sure I got my money back. Yeah. <laughs> but he's out there. I don't know. He's never traded stocks before. That's, That's amazing. Insane. Well, congratulations to him. That's like my husband's brother has been doing Bitcoin or blockchain or something and has made a bunch of money off of cryptocurrency and... Oh, I don't know. I don't just know. Just a fully different personality than mine. It's just not it's not a an existence that I am comfortable being in. Just well, being you like, know, yin here's and a yang, new radical. Yeah. <laughs> well, my husband and I had the exact same conversation this morning. I go, are you reading about this GameStop thing? And he goes, yeah, I saw that it was trending last night and I thought it was about a PS4 or something or PS5 <laughs> or something like he didn't know. Um and I thought maybe it was about Diane Keaton finally buying you that PlayStation. That <laughs> Diane, Diane, <laughs> Diane, now's the, the time. Podcast. Get to GameStop. <laughs> yes, you have a very clear thing you can give to me, Diane. There's nothing stopping you from being on this podcast at this point. Diane, Diane, Diane. I feel like we were talking about Diane Keaton totally out of context because before the podcast, we were talking about something's got to give. Oh, and I Diane forgot Keaton. that that was off mic. I apologize. Right. So, well, I feel like we should just cl- clear it up. We were talking about all of that. And, I, and then the Xbox situation, you know, in the early days of Twitter, I was begging Diane Keaton to give me an Xbox. I don't know why. <laughs> so that's the full story there. I want to keep the listener in the loop. We're on a team. We, I can't let you not know about me begging Diane for an Xbox. Kara... <laughs> um, I think it's time to play a game. Let's. I love a game. As you know, does it involve gambling? <laughs> Let's play a quick game of roulette. Um, <laughs> do you want to play uh, Gift Master, a game called Gift Master, or a game called Gift or a Curse? Gift or a Curse or Gift Master. Let's play Gift or a Curse. Okay. I need a number between one and ten. Eight. Okay. I'm going to do some light calculating. While I'm calculating... You promote, you recommend, you do whatever you want with the time, <laughs> okay. share a secret, whatever you want. I'll be right back. Sounds good. Okay. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you know it's on the Exactly Right Network. And I have a podcast on the Exactly Right Network as well. It's called That's Messed Up. It's a Law & Order SVU podcast, but you don't actually have to have ever watched SVU in order to enjoy it. Many people have written us telling us that they have never watched the show and don't watch the show and they like our podcast anyway. So what we do is we talk about an episode of SVU, then we talk about the true crime that it was based on, and then we interview an actor from the show. We've interviewed Oscar winner Marsha Gay Harden. We've interviewed a ton of really, really talented people. Ari Grainer, Scott William Winters, a lot of really great, a lot of actors that if you saw them, you'd go, I know that guy. But maybe their name isn't necessarily ringing a bell right now. Anyway, that's that. And also, I'm Kara Clank on all social media. There we go. A very tight recommendation. Your wonderful podcast. You fit it all in. And just the quick end. I mean, everybody go listen to the, uh, That's Messed Up. Follow on Instagram. We all know how this all works. You get on yeah. the internet and you type Come these on. things in and then you're doing it. I mean... But, you know, maybe somebody doesn't know how to do it and you've just learned. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm so glad you listened today. The world is going to open up for you like n- you never knew. <laughs> Kara, this is how Gift or a Curse works. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited with these calculations. Now, I'm going to name three things and you have to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And there is definitely... Uh, a correct answer for each. Oh, There's, okay. you know, this is not an opinion thing. This is, uh, you know, th- th- there are correct answers. So you can fail. 
Uh, the community will shame you. This kind of thing can happen. Okay, okay. So be careful. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So even if I think something is a gift, I should kind of feel out whether I think you think it's a gift. Is this a little bit of a Cards Against Humanity uh, cutthroat vibe? This is just, I'm not going to say any more. Okay. All I'm going to say is the the first thing, gift or a curse. This is uh, a listener suggested this, a listener named Casey. She suggested gift or a curse soft openings as in a you know a business will have a soft mm-hmm. opening mm-hmm. i'm gonna say off the top i just think that those are a curse i think if you're opening a business open your goddamn business why are you having a <laughs> soft opening like to gauge interest what will happen if you don't have interest you're going to close like open <laughs> have a grand opening that's what they're called grand openings not soft openings that's my answer Kara. You're off to a very good start. I think soft opening, soft openings are absolutely a curse. I, the soft opening, what are like the kind? Everyone's confused at a soft opening. It's just an the, excuse to fuck up. It's like right. if, if things are fucked up, you go. This is just a soft opening. We're still in beta. We're still in beta. It's the same thing. Well, that's so just don't open the business yet. Yeah. I don't want to be there until you have the scissors and the ribbon and the balloons. Right. I don't want to be your test subject. Don't drag me into your soft unless you've got a giant banner that says no one has a banner that says soft opening. Right. I think that's your clear sign right there that you shouldn't be doing a soft. opening. If there's not a pair of novelty scissors and a ribbon to cut, I don't want to be there. Right. And a a crowd of screaming customers, the mayor. (laughs) I need all of these elements at my opening. I want you to be getting a key to the city. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The soft opening, I think it feels like a newer trend, probably within the the last 20 years or so. Yes, for sure. Uh, the, The grand opening kind of feels like a relic. I don't feel like we see as many grand openings anymore. Yeah. Maybe a car dealership has a grand opening. Car like, dealership, yeah, sure. Yeah, you never the car the, the soft opening. Our parents never went to a soft opening. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> no, there was never like a soft opening of the new grocery store in town. Let us know if our <laughs> cheese selection is okay. This is the soft opening generation. Yeah. <laughs> you see grand reopenings, which is always to me just a worrisome thing. That is worrisome. What happened? Right. Why when did, I see, why was there a closure? Right. When I see under new ownership, it never means good things. It means it was either a bad business, which is now, why did you decide to take over the business? Or it's going to be a bad business because the old management is gone. Uh, You know, there are a lot of things you have to think about when you're opening or closing or reopening a business. But what the one thing that's true is it should be a grand opening and nothing less. Soft openings are a curse. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Okay, next up, gift or a curse, flavored Oreos. Well, this is tough, but I think I have to trust my gut and go with how I feel. I feel they are a gift. I do like flavored Oreos. I do really like mint flavor Oreos. Um, I've had a candy cane flavored Oreo as well. When I worked on Drag Race, the craft services department was very into every single day having a new Oreo flavor. So I had birthday cake. I tried several different kinds. And um, I think they bring a lot of joy to people. I'm not saying that you need to eat a Chromatica Oreo. If you don't want that, eat the regular (laughs) Oreo. But like, I do think that the fact that they're available to us. We live in a developed nation where some people are starving for food and we are eating Oreos of various various creeds and colors. I think that that's a gift. Kara, 
you had such a wonderful beginning to the game <laughs> and now you've you've really dropped the ball. Flavored Oreos are absolutely a curse. Look, listen, you just told me that you've had a mint Oreo and a candy cane Oreo. That is the same flavor. No, 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 they're I, different. They're different. They're different because see, this the candy is where we're cane getting... has the candy cane has little pieces of candy cane. <laughs> so there're too many. How <laughs> It's there, out of control. Oh, there are too many. Like, I believe that there some of them are being soft opened onto the market and then they're being <laughs> taken back if, they're, if they don't work out. It feel, I mean, it's just chaos at this point. I don't even know that the Nabisco company has any idea what's going It's. I truly, every four hours, there's a new Oreo flavor we're talking See, about. Okay, I think I have, because I like an Oreo, This these are a, a gift to me. But I think if you had were to ask me about, how about the fact that there are 10,000 flavors of Lay's? There are wrappers <laughs> that have their own potato chip that I don't even know what the flavor is, but they're like the they're like the two chains Lay's potato chips. That's too many flavors, too. I mean, there's just really too many flavors of everything. I don't know why you're singling out Oreos, but I'll, it's your show. <laughs> well, look, I love a regular Oreo. I love a peanut butter Oreo. Uh, I just feel like we're getting we're, we're going all over the map. I feel like I'm seeing watermelon flavored Oreos. I'm seeing, you know, it's like many of these are things that just should, should have never even. Why did we even begin to think that should be a flavor of an Oreo? It feels a little bit like... Nabisco is desperate for attention. This is somebody, this is the behavior of someone who is, you know, uh, you know, it's a red flags situation where mm -hmm. I'm like, too, you're doing too much all at once. How about four new Oreo flavors a year? We can do one each season. That feels sustainable. Okay. At some point, we're going to run out of flavors for Oreos. Then what are they going to do? But the problem is, is like they'll they'll put out some flavor like peanut butter or that you like or some watermelon. That, and there's a rallying. There's a group of rabid watermelon Oreo fans that are like, bring it back. And so show I, me more than 12 people who want watermelon flavored Oreos. On. I'm in a Facebook group about it. Let me look. It up. <laughs> <laughs> it's QAnon is what it is. <laughs> It's yeah. the only group that wants a watermelon QAnon Oreo. And the official food of QAnon is watermelon Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely a curse. I mean, I, look, I know everyone wants to have a little bit of fun, but I'm on the same page with chips, too. It's just like, let's, you know, let's just narrow it down to a few good flavors and yeah. work on those and make... Make those the best thing. I can't keep track of this many Oreos. I don't need a limited ed edition cookie. It's just not for me. <laughs> okay. Back off. Okay. Oh, God. I'm so stressed about the third one now. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, prepare yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, I'm losing my voice. I've been screaming about Oreos. <laughs> and I apologize to everyone if the volume got it. I need to take a drink here. <laughs> I'm back. My voice is fine. Okay, this is this is uh, another listener suggestion. This is an interesting one. Gift or a curse? This is from someone. Let's give credit where credit is due. Listener named Jack has suggested gift or a curse. Calling food fair, as in you know, fresh fair or this uh, Italian fair, Mediterranean fair. Yes. Right. Okay. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely leaning towards curse. I I don't love that. I don't I mean, I don't think calling food fair. I think that's just pretentious. Like it's just food. Like 
I think that I really only read that in like restaurant descriptions on like Google Maps or something. Right. It's like um, casual, uh, <laughs> like casual downtown, fare. casual downtown spot serving um, Middle Eastern and Mediterranean fare. <laughs> Visa and MasterCard accepted. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only time I ever read about fair. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say a curse. I think you're trying to um, I think you're trying to make yourself sound like a food critic or fancy or something. And I don't like it. <laughs> Kara. One out of three. I'm just oh telling you one God, out of three. That's a gift. I absolutely. Calling that's food gift? fair is so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Who in the world calls it fair? Like, it's but why such is a... it a gift? It's a gift just because it's funny and silly? Because it makes me laugh. Okay. This, I, I think know... it's only a gift if you actually start doing it. If I hear you ever on this podcast, I am a subscriber. I will be listening. If I ever hear you refer to food not as fair, I will be tweeting at you. And, <laughs> and my army of fans will be with me. <laughs> From now on, I will only be be eating the freshest, lightest fare. I will be serving fare at all of my parties, and uh, food, as far as I'm concerned, is no longer part of my vocabulary. We're going out for American <laughs> fare, Mexican word. fare, food, food. <laughs> Oh, it's like something you dug up from the soil. Food. <laughs> I need fair. I need a beautifully set table. Fair I makes me feel fair. like someone's playing a lute nearby while you're eating. Right, of I course. don't. It's too yes. much. There's like yes, it's absolutely like the drawbridge is coming down. <laughs> you're going into the castle to have your fair. I think that's uh, fair is absolutely a gift, and you got thirty three percent. That's a not a passing grade. <sighs> Jesus it's Christ. Absolutely a failure. Me out. I can't <laughs> believe I failed this game. <laughs> I should uh, I should remind listeners, and I want to be uh, directions for this need to be very clear. We're playing Gift or a Curse on the Instagram. You need to post a photo of whatever you want everyone to vote on. And then I will repost it and we'll vote gift or a curse. And then we'll get into this. So th that's the directions. You post that the thing, tag I said no gifts. We'll continue playing Gift or a Curse. It's very fun. And eventually we'll have cataloged everything in the world, Gift or a Curse. Yeah. And then uh, people can come and see what's happening. It's a great idea for a game. It's very fun. And as you can see, it's also deeply stressful. <laughs> so if you need a little bit of fun, a little bit of stress, that's what happens on your phone anyway. Come over to I Said No Gifts on Instagram and we'll keep playing the game. Hopefully not everyone will fail like Kara. Kara... <sighs> Moving on to... You're driving me to gamble. I'm going to go to Vegas right now in a mask. <laughs> Vegas is open, right? No, I don't know. What's Vegas happening in Las Vegas? <laughs> oh, I follow the Queen of Versailles on Instagram. Do you uh -huh. know her? Uh, I feel like she's spent probably the last, like... 70% of uh, COVID in a casino, but she recently announced that she's gotten the vaccine and in her announcement, she, she, she said like, and now I can go back to living my life. And I was like, you have not you changed. You never stopped. You have been gambling. You've just been doing whatever you want. Queen of Versailles. <laughs> That's another great Instagram follow. Uh, Jackie Siegel. She's out of control. <laughs> I'm out of control. What's happening here? I think the Oreos thing got me on a kick and now I'm just saying whatever I want. This is the part of the podcast which I've recently... It used to be called I Said No Questions. Now it's called I Said No Emails because people are sending in, you know, little anecdotes about bad gifts they've gotten or whatever. And so we'll just read something and see what happens. Okay, great, great. I love this. 
they write into I said no gifts at gmail.com. This I'm sounds trying like to... something I can't possibly fail, so I'm into it. Right, right. And this first one is wonderful because it's so short. It doesn't even have a dear bridge or anything. This person just was like, who gives a shit I'm writing in? I need help on what gifts to get my fiance for Valentine's Day this year. I always hate getting him candy. Help. That's from someone named, and forgive me, person, uh, B-A-L-I-E, probably Bailey, Bally, Bailey. The fiance needs a Valentine's gift. What do you get people for Valentine's Day? I mean, I never get my boyfriend. I mean, maybe we're, oh. yeah. I don't get anything. We, in real life, my husband and I almost never get each other gifts. We just take each other out to dinner. We just go to really nice places that we both wanted to try. And we do kind of like a fuck it all, who cares kind of dinner, you know? Right. And we do that for Christmas and we do that for birthdays and we do that for Valentine. I mean, Valentine's Day, I kind of think is so made up. We do like going out to dinner. So what my husband and I used to always do is go out on like the 13th because it's so much easier and there's no crowds. Right. Uh, like right, a couple right. of old Jews, um, <laughs> even though I'm the only Jew. Uh, but <laughs> let's see. What's he into? Is there any information? No, the person who wrote in just doesn't want to get the fiance candy. That's I mean, we're working with you know, very little information here uh, for a holiday that is essentially only about candy and romance. Um, yeah, it's such a fake. It's such a fake. I don't know why there's one day of the year that you should love someone more than any of the other days of the year. But I mean, something that they're just into, like something that just makes them think that, you know, their taste and you know what they like. I mean, I feel like, you know, going back to your dinner thing, you right now you can't really eat at a restaurant Order in some feast. Order in, you know, some light Italian fare. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we I just did this for my husband's birthday because it was just this January. And every year I take him to somewhere to get steak on his birthday. He oh, likes beautiful. Steak. I'm a vegetarian, but I take him to a steakhouse or something. And we I just ordered out and I just set up a little cutesy little dinner for two with a couple candles. And we had like oh. a little dinner together. And it was Where great. Where did you order from? Uh, I we went we went to a steakhouse in Pasadena called Arroyo Chop House. Oh, that's nice. Just, someone had recommended it, and so yeah, figured go stay local because I live on the east side of town. Um, but there's also for Valentine. I know that's the other thing too. It's like you can't really get them an experience. You know, you can't right. be like we're going skydiving. It's COVID. Um, Let's just throw things out there. Get him an ATV. <laughs> we don't know anything about this guy. I mean. Literally, we can. You could truly a lawnmower. Um, oh wait, does he like to watch? Because, um, what about an outdoor projector? Like a projector. Oh, that's for a good gift. Looking out. Yeah. Right. Everybody loves an out outdoor projector. It's a, a fun thing to impress your friends with. And I think you you can use them indoors too if you happen to have like a big white wall in your house. Right, but right. I mean, outdoors is probably a little easier. You can just kind of hang a sheet. Yes, that's not a bad idea. And for then a you gift. could maybe have like a couple friends over for a. A, a distanced, you know, movie some double night. date. Yeah, maybe not for Valentine's Day specifically, but you could watch your favorite rom com or whatever genre your your love bug is into. Yeah, yeah, whatever thing makes you feel romantic. Okay, you know, Bally Bailey. Uh, I again, forgive me for not knowing how to pronounce your name. I'm sorry that you wrote into two kind of non-romantic people. <laughs> You're two of the least romantic people on the planet. <laughs> Uh, you know, cover the bed in roses, cover the floor in roses, 
fill the bathtub with roses and then purchase a vacuum. The cleanup on that looks tough. They did that on Salt Lake City, remember? Wait, they did? They did that Meredith's um, gay son, Brooks. Oh, the worst person in the world. Thank you. I've turned on him. I loved him at the beginning and I fully turned. No, I didn't have to turn. I was, you know. At the beginning, I was like, oh, he'll be fun. Like the first episode, I was like, (laughs) he'll be fun. You know, he'll just be like, now I'm I'm fully he's the worst. I never knew he would take such a turn. I feel like everyone hates him now, but he helped his, <laughs> he helped his dad set up all these rose petals oh, all right. over the place. Which and was I was so like, weird. It was weird. And I was like, first of all, don't involve your child in setting up the Valentine's right. day. No but, child should be sprinkling roses on beds. Yeah. And the cleanup looks crazy. Yeah. It seems like a giant hassle. You can't vacuum up rose petals. You got to get down and do that with your hands. Well, you get a nice tank vac. It's going to clog. And... It's going to clog, but you're going to clog. I don't know. <laughs> We're talking, you know, the vacuums I'm working with <laughs> will clean any mess. Oh, we got a Dyson owner over here. Yeah, Sorry. You get a nice wet vac. You've got your, <laughs> I've cleaned up plenty of rose messes. Let's answer one more question. Yeah. Why not? This person you know, was able to address me and you, dear Bridger and guest. I have a dilemma you may not be able to relate to, but I don't want to make any assumptions. Okay, what what's happening? My mother-in-law has a birthday coming up, and when asked what she wants, she says she doesn't want anything. Okay, I get this. I can't help myself. I need to get her something. Maybe I'm traumatized because growing up, my parents always say that they didn't want anything when in reality they did. Uh, you can imagine this causes a lot of distress. What do I get someone who says they don't want anything? Some background. This is see, this is what the last person was missing a little yeah. bit. So, uh, she's a stylish woman in her 50s. Okay. She's a very, a very busy real estate agent who is always going above and beyond for others. Help me. That's from Stuart in Cincinnati. Stuart's mom is playing, you know, some uh, psychological games. His mother-in-law. Oh, see, I'm and I'm not reading. So that's the, <laughs> my problem. Well, what comes to mind immediately for me is a DVD of something's got to give. I mean, <laughs> she's a stylish woman in her 50s. No, um, no, no. I, I see what you're and it sounds kind of like, I don't know, when you call someone style, it, she might be the kind of person that's hard to buy for because she has a good style and she has, you know, she has a specific style. Right. Um, and she's a busy real estate agent. So you're, you're implying there's a level of success. So maybe this is like buying something for the person that kind of has everything that they need. They don't really need anything. So, right, right. You know what I've been getting? If we're just going to throw out ideas, I have been getting, um, in my Instagram, I have been getting served ads nonstop for this beautiful nonstick pan. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's like, I don't even no, you, oh, it's almost like I could go on Instagram right now and scroll for five seconds and it would pop up. But it's like this, it's like this pan and it has a space for the, it comes with a special spatula and there's a space for the spatula to rest on the pan. Oh, I am finding, I'm putting the the dirty utensils and spatulas in the strangest places to keep them off the counter. It makes absolutely no sense. This is a brilliant idea. Um, Yeah, I think it's the always pan by our place is what it's called. Okay. Well, now, look, this now that we've talked about them, they should be sending both of us a pan. I know. If I don't get a free nonstick pan from whoever the hell, uh, our place. Yeah, I don't know if she likes to cook, but that's kind of a nice. Uh, maybe right. she's a gal that's too busy for cooking because she's out showing all this real estate. Well, she's very she's a very busy real estate agent. I'll tell you right now, real estate agent, they have to go out and uh 
you know, they're showing who knows how many homes, apartments, etc. to people. They're with these people. How about some stylish face masks? Some that they mm. won't be, uh, you know, she might be. You can wearing, get like designer ones too. I right. think you can get like, you know, like a Louis Vuitton or like a yes, Chanel get or something. something. Not, not that you have to classier. go so expensive, but you could get like a nice one. I feel like that would be not a, uh, that's not a bad idea for a real estate agent. I'm Get some, uh, you know, some stylish masks, this magical pan that's nonstick. I mean, I feel like most pans are nonstick at this point. I mean, a set of nice wine glasses. You can always get kind of like Rydell stemless wine glasses at right. like Bed Bath & Beyond. They're not even that expensive, I don't think. Um, I have had those for since my wedding and I've only broken like two of them when I've been blackout drunk. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what else for the stylish woman in her in her 50s. I bet she spends a lot of time in her car, you know, driving from property to property. Well, you know how what about a, yeah. No, I, I mean I don't. I, I had no nothing beyond how about uh, for a car. <laughs> I was like, how about you teach her how to listen to podcasts? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking a meta sort of gift would be something from the I said no gifts merch because she literally said no gifts. So right. you get her like a T-shirt that says I said no gifts. It's like, well, you get said no Stuart, gifts. Go and just <laughs> unload uh, all of our merchandise on this person. Get her the gift master game, the T-shirts. She's going to be deeply confused, but then she's going to become she's going to find out that a good 10 minutes of this podcast were devoted to her. I mean, I wish we knew her name. I mean, this is the gift. You play her this. This is right. the gift. You're being you're very loved by your by your son-in-law unless Stewart is a girl because i know female stewards really yes i've never heard of a female steward oh yeah can Stuart also confide in their spouse who is the child of the mother-in-law to see right. what she might be into because i feel like i keep going back to saying this is Stuart's mom and uh you know it's definitely the mother-in-law i'm yeah, glad yeah. that you're keeping us on the right well track whatever here. I'm just thinking, because in my mind, I'm thinking of my mother-in-law, and I love her, but she's not my mom. And my mother-in-law just bought my husband gifts from nuts.com. Does your mother-in-law like nuts? (laughs) I'll tell you what, Brazil nuts. Do you like Brazil nuts? I love Brazil nuts, and they have health properties. She sent him a really cool, it was like a bag from nuts.com, and it has all these little mini bags, and some are different trail mixes, and some are nuts, and some are dehydrated bananas, or like I feel like a nut is a good thing to keep in the car when you're you're a busy real estate agent. You're munching A snack for the real estate agent lady on the go. And also, it's kind of funny to send your mom something from nuts.com in like a funny, giggling kind of way. Stuart, I mean, the wealth of options here is... Just absolutely beyond what you could have possibly <laughs> hoped for. I mean, this is this uh, letter has really sent us in every possible direction. And if you can't glean something from this, I don't know what to tell you. That means you're a bad son-in-law, and I hate to say it, but you know it's true. We're closing up the mailbag. We've never, I've never said that before, but why not? Uh, we've really helped people here, and uh, I don't know what to say at this point. Kara. Bridger. I've just had a wonderful time with you. I mean, things spun out of control with flavored Oreos and they just, you know, we've been in a tornado ever since and I feel great about it. I hope you can still look at me the same, even though I um, brutally failed the game. Now I want to go back and play Game Master because I feel like maybe I would have done better. But, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, You're a gambler. You're a gambler. Yeah, I bet on I bet on black and um, (laughs) two times it was red. So I fucked fucked up. Um, 
Uh, well, I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled to have these stylish croquis. Maybe I'll be wa- wa- <laughs> I, like. Please send me a photo when they're in use. I really can't wait. They seem because they're leather, like you need to wear them and really like let them soften up. Oh, of course. I'm yeah. going to break these in. You'll see me wandering around the neighborhood. They'll be dangling off my glasses. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to be getting looks one way or the other. And that's Can't what wait. I need at this point. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been wonderful. Thank Everyone you go listen me. to Kara's podcast. Uh, and then let's all just do whatever we want to do. That's all you can do at this point. <laughs> Who cares? This is the end of the podcast. This is where you move on with your life. This is where I release you. And, you know, if you're in your car, get home safe. Bless all of us. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads when I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare to survive?